relief factor, pain relief that's natural, pain relief that works, and pain relief that attacks the source of the pain. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. See their incredible video endorsements at relieffactor.com and then order your three-week quick starter pack for just $19.95. That's less than a dollar a day. Find out if it can work for you like it works for me by ordering your three-week quick starter pack today. Relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com. Be the next success story. America first. Magnificent. Well, 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 that was something else. Uh, 40 minutes with the 45th president of the United States live across the nation. And didn't he do well? I think that's the fifth time he's been on the show. And I think it's probably the best so far. Had lots to say about domestic issues, international issues. Uh, If you missed a second of our discussion with President Trump, you've got to make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast. Go right now to Spotify, to Apple Podcasts, plug in my name, Sebastian Gawker, America First. It'll be up there uh, very, very soon. And then you can listen to the whole podcast, including the discussions we continued in the commercial breaks as well. And the strange thing is, I think the last time the president was on the show, was also a day when Lord Black followed him. Lord Conrad Black, you're in good company once more. I'm exceedingly distinguished <laughs> company, and I'm I'm very honored. It's like it's like following Babe Ruth or Ted Williams in a baseball game, but I, I'm afraid I'll be a comparative disappointment. Well, the, the timing is absolutely superlative. Uh, the president warmed <laughs> up the crowd for you quite well. Uh, we will send you the links to the interview because uh, I I'd think... Love to, I'd lo- I'll, I'll listen to it. I, I, I wasn't able to listen to it, but I'll, I, I will look forward to hearing it. Uh, as, a, as a presidential historian, as somebody who's written books on FDR, on Nixon, on uh, President Trump himself, I think you will enjoy it. And you may even concur that it was his best to date uh, the books we're putting up on the screen right now. Uh, please follow our regular guest at conradmblack.com and also on Twitter at conradmblack.com. So much to discuss. Um, we have two of your articles, one from the New York Sun, one from the Epoch Times. I'll get to those momentarily. But perhaps perhaps we can start with this. A, um, a scion of one of the two political, one of the two most powerful political dynasties in America, the Bush family, Um, Jeb Bush made this endorsement at the weekend of President Trump's um, challenger, Cut 10. Is this Ron DeSantis' opportunity to run for higher office? I think it is. He's been a really effective governor. He's young. I think we're on the verge of a generational change in our politics. I kind of hope so. I think it's time for a more forward-leaning, future-oriented conversation in our politics as well. That was quite a hagiographic uh, little interview with Jeb Bush where he, he, uh, he said, yes, yes, we need a new generation. Fascinatingly, Lord Black, early this morning, Politico, which is slightly beneath the gutter, Politico uh, published uh, the story that they had been emailed by the former governor, Jeb Bush, who, not quite a full retraction, but stated, I did not endorse Ron DeSantis. I merely praised him. Uh, that reminds me of Mark Antony's speech at Caesar's burial. Um, isn't this peculiar presidential politics? 
I, I wouldn't want to mind read Jeb Bush, but in fairness to him, uh, I'd say two things. That, yes. uh, look, he had a bruising battle and a completely unsuccessful battle with Donald Trump in 2016 for the Republican nomination. Anyone who followed it remembers what a shambles and a wreckage Trump made of the of the previously favored uh, uh, Jeb Bush campaign. He was thought by many to be the front runner, and uh, and and he was demolished. And uh, he certainly vividly remembers the extreme antagonism of uh, candidate Trump to the uh, George W. Bush presidency, especially the Iraq War. Uh, I think it's fair to say President Trump's been generally much more respectful of the former President Bush, Jeb Bush's father. Uh, so, you know, he, he has that, and I don't, I mean, whether one agrees with the Trump view or the Bush view, I think we can all understand why Jeb Bush has his reservations about Trump and, and, and has some problems with him. Uh, but on the other hand, I have to say that on what you played there, uh, Jeb Bush is technically right. He wasn't saying, I think I think he should be our nominee for president in our party next year. He was just saying he's a very good man, and I think we're on the verge of a generational change. Well, I think we can agree with that. I think, I, and my own view is, I think Ron DeSantis would be a perfect candidate in 2028. But in the meantime, let's, uh, let's, let, let's give the immediately past candidate for the last two elections a third crack at it when it is to be hoped it will not be a rigged election. But isn't there something piquant that the, you know, the, the sign of the establishment conservatives writes to, of all outlets, the politico to say, I, I didn't endorse him, I was just praising him. There's something strange there, isn't it? Maybe Very strange, unless politico contacted him first and, and said, uh, you know, we're going with the story you've endorsed DeSantis. And 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 he was just making the point. He didn't endorse him. He just thought that if he happened to be nominated, that would be a good thing. I mean, that's basically what he was saying. Uh, but uh, yeah, on its face, uh, the Bushes talking to Politico makes no sense. It's yeah. like in the old days, uh, you know, how many how many uh, how many times did Richard Nixon or Ronald Reagan phone Pravda? I mean, it's, it didn't happen often. <laughs> I think the analogy is very sound there. Now, when it comes to whoever is going to be on that debate stage, here is what I see as the primary challenge. And tell me if, if you agree. If you say you're a conservative and you're running against President Trump, you have to, to be successful, you have to differentiate yourself from him. Now, there's two obvious ways you do that. You differentiate yourself on policies, you say, I'm going to do X differently from how President Trump did, because the only other option is I'm going to be different stylistically, no more mean tweets and so forth. If you're coming in as a Republican, isn't it hard on the policy platform to differentiate yourself from the 45th president if you look at his conservative policy achievements from the Supreme Court to the border to ISIS to the economy, isn't a real uphill challenge for whoever it is, whether it's DeSantis or anybody else? I think it is. In fairness, I think, uh, I think there is one opportunity that could present itself, but in fairness to to Governor DeSantis, I haven't read his book, so I'm just going on comments on it by people who have. Uh, he goes out of his way quite 
clearly to praise President Trump uh, for his role in in DeSantis's own career in, in assisting him in becoming the governor, and uh, and he does also support him in policy terms. So I, I don't think it makes any sense that he would attack there. I think he's got. Uh, two opportunities possibly. One is not just stylish, but he can take objection. He can object to some of the Trump methods of trying to put his policy across and say, I, I, you know, I, I think he could have been more diplomatic and so on. It's a little more substantive than just a stylish complaint, but it, it's still a, it's still a secondary error. If you agree that for, with the person in policy, then uh, what, are you, what are you running for, but, but against him for? But, uh, and the other thing which could arise, and I hope it doesn't, is if there is a difference over Ukraine. Uh, I, I've, uh, you kindly referred to a, the pieces I've just filed, uh, one at the Epoch Times, in which I, I make the point that if if President Trump, in saying that war must end soon and so forth, and and, and stating the uh, the desirability of not driving Russia completely into the arms of the Chinese, if if that's what he's saying, and he's saying that if I'm president and the war's still going on, I will make it clear to the Russians we're going to increase the uh, the military capability of the Ukrainians uh, unless the Russians will settle for something reasonable. But if they will, we will impress upon the Ukrainians the need not to be dedicated to a total and complete humiliation of Russia. If that's what he's saying, I doubt if there will be a policy difference. But if he's basically, and I don't believe this, but if he's basically saying we're going to stop the drain of money to Ukraine, we're going to cut it off, uh, then, I, then I assume DeSantis would differ with that. And I think in that case, which I hope wouldn't happen, but in that case, he would have a good point. I'm assuming that what, what President Trump's position is, is closer to, to the first option yeah, that I outlined. This is a red alert for hardworking Americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda. Wealth Protection Research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security. We're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like Jim Rickards and Porter Stansberry. They're not afraid to tell it like it is, exposing how the system is rigged against you. Text IDEAS to 76626 to find out more. With the 2024 election storming our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from Freethinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text IDEAS to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text IDEAS to 76626 now for your free report. That's IDEAS to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply. It absolutely is, and he actually said uh, just moments ago here on America First that uh, were, were he back in the uh, Oval Office, the uh, the conflict would uh, would be stalled, would stop within 24 hours of his being sworn in. We're talking to Lord Conrad Black. We're going to analyze uh, your piece in the Epoch Times next. Uh, please follow him at conradmblack.com and on Twitter at Conrad M. Black. He is the co-host of the podcast Scholars in Sense with Victor Davis Hanson and Bill Bennett. If you enjoy this show, 
and our deep dives. And make sure that you are subscribed. Go to your favorite podcast platform, whatever it is, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Plug in my name, Sebastian Gorker, America First. And make sure that you leave us a five-star review. It does help with those dastardly algorithms and share the links with your friends. Likewise, uh, please check out our store, sebgorkerstore.com, for all your America First gear made in America, including you asked for it, we designed it, the America First Challenge coin with our motto, our logo, and President Trump. That's sebgorkastore.com, S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A, sebgorkastore.com. Would love to have your input as well on our interview with President Trump. The number here is 833-33-GORKA. That's 833-334-6752. Call in, sound off. Antidote to fake news. America first. Welcome back, dear friends. We were talking in the break with Lord Black about how much time President Trump uh, spent on the human tragedy that is the situation in Ukraine. Uh, very, very heartfelt uh, remarks. If you missed it, you've got to listen to the podcast or uh, check out uh, SalemNewsChannel.com. Uh, now let's focus at the tragedies occurring in our hemisphere. There are more than a billion children in poverty around the world, and many of them in the 17 nations where our amazing partners, Food for the Poor, are located. Uh, Their director had this to say just recently on the ground. Here's Paul Jacobs. Guatemala, we have visited families that go without the basics of life. We have seen the pain after the pandemic. Things have been opening up, but for many families, it still remains difficult. The work begins in your heart. There's scripture that says in Galatians 2.10, all they asked was that we remember the poor. We're asking you to remember the poor. Please make a difference right now. Please remember and help make a difference. It's so very, very easy. A one-time tax-deductible donation of $72 will feed two children for a year. They have the food. It's been donated. They just have to get it in theater. Make a difference today. $144 just once will feed four children. It's one of the most blessed things you can do in this Lenten season. Please go to our webpage, sebgorka.com, and click on the Give Food, Give Hope banner. You can call in your donation as well, 855-330-4673. That number again, 855-330-4673, or just go to sebgorka.com and click on the gift food banner. Thank you so much in advance. Lord Black, I'd like to talk about your uh, piece on Ukraine in the Epoch Times, but uh, as I look at, at the coverage on television right now, they're interviewing a, a resident of East Palestine um, on um, why Biden hasn't visited yet. And, and President Trump has visited, even before the Transportation Secretary. You've written books on President Trump and prior presidents, uh, such as Roosevelt and, and Nixon, Uh, I'm sure they probably would have visited by now. What does it say? Is it an out-of-touchness? What is your analysis that more than three weeks in, the current chief executive hasn't gone to the side of this uh, awful calamity? It's terribly hard to explain, Sebastian. And he appears to be averse to going to any domestic setting that is 
unsatisfactory from his political standpoint. Mm. I mean, it has become, I think, a, a virtual national outrage that he has only made one visit anywhere near the southern border, which he has turned into a sieve through which millions have passed without documentation, and including carrying amongst them, not, not every one of them, obviously, but amongst them, literally tons, tons of fentanyl. And, and uh, he made one uh, peremptory visit to an area that wasn't uh, heavily traveled by illegal migrants and stayed for a few hours, and that was it. And uh, he, he seems to have an aversion to, to visiting a scene that, that is um, <clears throat> un- unfortunate in itself and potentially or actually politically problematical for him. And I, I don't understand this. He's a very experienced uh, uh, federal politician, and uh, and and I would have thought that it would have come easily to him. He's not a um, he's not a particularly reticent uh, man. He's a rather affable, sociable person, and he he seems to get on well when he when he you know does visit with average people. But uh, so so I mean some political leaders have been very stiff and 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 not and not at their ease at all in that sort of situation you go back to famous people like Calvin Coolidge and so on but i mean president biden seems to get on with people all right and i just don't understand it does it speak to some as it as it becomes a, a controversy as it has does it speak to some kind of um isolation from everyday events i think i think an Again, I'm taking a liberty here, but I think uh, an aversion to being reminded of something unpleasant yeah. and and uh, and potentially difficult for him. And I would have thought if that's what you're facing, then the, the 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 you know the way to approach it is to go and look at it and come up with a plan of action to deal with it instead of just pretending it isn't there. Um, I'm not being rude, Lord Black, for those watching. I'm looking at my phone for a very special reason. We'll discuss your article momentarily. But it seems as if Mar-a-Lago is listening to the show now, not just during President Trump's interview. The name will not be disclosed, but President Trump's executive assistant has just uh, texted me uh, with a quote message. Great interview, Seb. Say hello to Lord Black. Splendid. I, I'm. I, I, if if it is feasible for you to do it, please r- return my greetings with the utmost respect and good wishes. I am doing it as we speak. Okay. Uh, wow, that is so wonderful that they're listening to the show even after the boss has been on. All right. There's one line in your piece at Epoch Times, and please uh, read uh, Lord Black's pieces at the New York Sun and uh, the Epoch Times that that I wish wish you to expand upon because it's so. Shame on those, you write, who dispute that aid to Ukraine is a justifiable strategic investment for America and its allies. This is something that I've been railing against for months now. Um, Why is there this reflex amongst anybody who's a conservative? Well, I think it's not all conservatives, no. fortunately, but it is a number, including a number who are friends of ours personally, yours and mine, and whom in almost all other respects we agree with and respect. But I, th- I think it comes to two things. One is uh, they're just tired of the Pentagon. They don't believe them anymore. Uh, the, the, uh, the second Gulf War was a disaster. Afghanistan was a disaster. And uh, Vietnam was ultimately a disaster. 
And the first Gulf War was adequate in the sense of getting Iraq out of Kuwait, but leaving Saddam in place just led to more violence and ultimately Iran exercising more influence over Iraq than anyone else did, which is the last thing we wanted. And and so it, 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 it's sort of a, a re, a, an unthinking reaction. We've had it. We don't want any more of this. But that is nonsense. There's not one American soldier or armed yeah. service person involved in a combat role. There's not been one American casualty. And the amount of aid involved to assist in the assurance that our our great Western strategic victory, our great bloodless strategic victory of the Cold War is not undone and we don't get back into the reassembly of the Soviet Union. Uh, that commitment of aid, almost all of which money goes to Americans and assists the American economy, Yes, um, it's, it's a pittance. As, as General Keene says, it is, it is three-fifths of one percent of the budget in order to ensure that 40 million people gain the freedom they're fighting for so valiantly. And, and just, it shocks and disappoints me that this is criticized. And just a reminder, by the way, that the, the person who invaded Ukraine called the end of the Cold War and the loss of the Soviet Union the greatest geopolitical tragedy of the 20th century. That's the former KGB Colonel Vladimir Putin. Well, that went by far too fast. Uh, please uh, make sure you're listening to Scholars in Sense. Go to conradmblack.com. Any book with his name on the spine is worth your time. I'm Sebastian Gorka. Follow us on social media. We are everywhere that matters. Twitter, Truth Social, Facebook, Instagram, Substack, and we will be back with your calls. 833 Gorka. Here's looking at you, Snowflake. America first. Welcome back, dear friends. They have taken everything except what? The MAGA movement and talk radio, right? We own talk radio as patriots and conservatives, but now they're even creeping into the private sector. Not just woke companies, the kinds that are banning our buddy Mike Lindell, but massive trillion-dollar enterprises like Vanguard, yeah, Vanguard, that affect your retirement and your pension. BlackRock, huge, huge companies are now kneeling at the left-wing radical altar of ESG ideology. And that could really endanger your future. Just listen to what every single Republican senator and even Joe Manchin of West Virginia have signed off on. This statement, ESG, quote, puts our entire economy in jeopardy, injecting left-wing politics into your investments. Find out today what the threat to you is. It's super easy. You just go to the organization that's been fighting for consumer rights for decades. It's consumersresearch.org. They don't want a donation. They just want you to understand the threat to you from woke left-wing politics affecting your investment portfolios. That's consumersresearch.org, consumersresearch.org. All right, back to your calls. Let's go to Judy in Brooklyn, line two. I think my voice is going to be as deep as Dan's because I'm getting a cold. But let me tell you, Governor de Establishment, Jeff 
nailed it. I loved it. He is one smart. You, you, didn't, you, didn't, you didn't tell Jeff, did you? I sure did. He ah. deserves it. Come on. Come on. Brilliant. It wasn't like mean. It wasn't like it was perfect. And to illustrate how perfect it is, listen to this. I heard this earlier today. I got to share with you. What's his name? Governor establishment had a book signing uh, uh, in Florida over there. And guess what? Anyone who wore a Trump shirt or oh. anything with Trump, they did not allow in. Yes, I know. I know. How, I, I guess Ron DeSantis doesn't like fellow conservatives. Well, because he's establishment, remember? Jeff DeSantis was perfect. I remember. I got, Don't I encourage Jeff. <laughs> I got a T-shirt for you if you want to hear. Go ahead. <laughs> Here we go. Policy, not politics. And underneath, Trump 2024. I love it. I love it. Nicely done. I'm writing it down. Policy, not politics. Trump 20. Trump. 2024. All right. Love it, Judy. Thank you. Let's go to Dusty. Oh, no. Hang on. Hold Dusty on the line because he's finally made it. Uh, We'll play the B-roll in the background. We wanted to play a clip from the newest senator of Ohio, but we don't have the time now. We've got, what have you got, like two minutes with him? That's pathetic. Well, let's talk to him anyway. J.D. Vance, Senator Vance. Welcome back to America First. Thank you, Seth. How are you? Good, 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 good. Uh, I wanted to play the clip we've been playing of you uh, drawing that little stick through the crick and then seeing all those pollutants well up. Uh, can you tell us what the, the latest is from East Palestine and how are Ohioans, Ohioans doing without the meaningful assistance from this administration? Yeah, well, a couple of big updates, Seb. So first of all, they still have not fully cleaned up the contaminated site. So you think about what's causing those chemicals in the water. It's the, the leaching from the soil. The right. soil is still contaminated. And they haven't cleaned it up. This is a red alert for hardworking Americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda. Wealth Protection Research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security. We're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like Jim Rickards and Porter Stansberry. They're not afraid to tell it like it is, exposing how the system is rigged against you. Text IDEAS to 76626 to find out more. With the 2024 election storming our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from Freethinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text IDEAS to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text IDEAS to 76626 now for your free report. That's IDEAS to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply. The second thing, of course, the Biden administration continues to largely be MIA, especially the Department of Transportation. The EPA has spent a little bit more time in East Palestine. I've actually been, been happy about that, but uh, everybody else seems to be ignoring these guys. And they're, well, they're why, why is the president not going? If President Trump can take the time, why, why does Biden not go? Well, by the way, President Trump coming, I think, actually really forced the Biden administration to do more than they were doing at the time. So so any action we've seen from them, we've seen in the last week since that visit uh, from, from President Trump. Look, I think Biden thinks these people aren't his voters. He doesn't care about yeah. them. It's really that simple. I think the Democrats see American politics in a friend versus enemy kind of way. They didn't vote for him, so he's not going to pay him any attention. It's disgusting, but that's the way that, that he sees it. All right. It's uh, Senator J.D. Vance on the phone. Uh, We've only got like a minute left. I asked you before the election, what would you do if you won so that you wouldn't become a swamp creature? You said you'd surround yourself with people um, that are not swamp creatures. How have your last couple of months been since you moved to uh, work here in the nation's capital? 
Yeah, they've been really good, Seb. But we have a really good team here in our Senate office, um, and and that's that's made all the difference. A lot of outsiders, a lot of people with not a ton of political experience, but I think a lot of political smarts and willingness to support the mission. But look, man, I'm just trying to remind myself that this is an honor, but it's an honor that comes with some responsibility. And I'm here to serve the people of Ohio, not the establishment. I try to remind myself of that every day. God bless you, and Senator J.D. Vance, newly minted senator. We were behind him all the way. He won. He served the nation in uniform as a Marine, and now he's serving Ohio. And man, do they need help right now. Thank you, J.D. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is America First, coming to you from just outside the insalubrious, fetid rank swamp that is Washington, D.C., from the ReliefFactor.com studios. Relief Factor, pain relief that works, pain relief that's real, pain relief that is liberating half a million Americans right now, including me. But it's not just me. It's people like Debron from Massachusetts. This is her story. I just started taking Relief Factor four days ago. My hip pain is gone. I had a horrible time sleeping because of the pain. I absolutely love how I am feeling. Thank you, Relief Factor. That should be your story. That could be your story, but there's only one way to find out. But it's super easy. Order the three-week quick starter pack at relieffactor.com. It'll be at your door in three days or less. Take it morning and evening like I do. And I promise you, Dr. G's guarantee, by the end of those three weeks, you will know whether it works for you, like it works for me, Debron, and 500,000 of your fellow Americans. You deserve to know, don't you? If you've tried everything else and failed, then seriously, what have you got to lose? I mean, apart from the pain, nothing. Am I right? Call today. Do yourself a favor. 800-500-8384. ReliefFactor.com. That number again, 800-500-8384. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com. has for quite some time now assessed that the origins of the pandemic are most likely a potential lab incident in Wuhan. That is probably the only true thing that the director of the FBI said yesterday in his incredible interview with that fake conservative outlet that is Fox News, with that man who eh, kind of pretends at being... uh, independent journalist, but Brett Baer, zero serious follow-up questions. We're going to play you more from that shocking interview. But it's time to check in with our West Coast warrior princess, Jennifer Horn. Why aren't you coming to CPAC? I am so bummed, especially knowing that you're going to be there. You guys are going to have so much fun, but... You have to promise if anything good and juicy happens, you have to you have to send it, send me a text message, a picture, a video, something. I just keep me updated. I don't know if I can because I think I've broken news on your show three times and it really annoys <laughs> Mr. G. He does not like that. Oh, come on. If he's going to break it on any show, it should be the morning answer in Los Angeles. Come on, Jeff. Get with the program. Get with the program. Seriously. All right. Follow this lady right now at Jennifer Horn. Also, crntalk.com. So much to discuss. Can we do do national politics first? 
Let's please do. Yes. All right. So you you are a communications major. You are the hardest working person I know in radio. So let's talk about communications. Let's talk about Chris Ray uh, and this interview Mm -hmm. from Brett Baird. Did you get to watch all of it? I did, and I was actually shouting follow-up questions <laughs> at the television. I felt like an insane what, person. Why didn't he do – what's wrong? Do people not understand the concept in, in Congress and in the media? They don't understand the concept of follow-up questions. His best questions, I thought, came from the people who were tweeting the questions, and he would ask them. Mm-hmm. He would ask them pretty solid questions, but there were so many missed opportunities for follow-up. And I will tell you that – the field is not big. I do I do like Brett Bear most of the time. I think that he he tries to be a down the middle pol- a, a, pol- a politician, Freudian <laughs> slip, but a journalist. But it was disheartening because there were so many opportunities for follow up. And yes. especially when it came, I think the big glaring one for me was whether or not they had undercover people at the Capitol. Yeah. There should have been more questioning about that. He obviously alluded to yes. I mean, my goodness, if anybody listened to Christopher Ray and his answer to the question about whether or not there were agents in place at the Capitol, the answer from him was yes in his in, in the way that he evaded the question. So there is so much more and, and there's so much more about you know, how people have been arrested, why why trials have taken so long. There's just been so there were so many missed spots, I thought. I was a little disappointed in the interview, but it was funny because in the morning answer today we had a, a little disagreement with my co host Grant and I Tell me, we, tell me. Well, when he was talking about COVID and he, you know, he comes along and says, well, the FBI believes that this came from a Wuhan lab. I mean, first of all, welcome to the party. We've all been hang on, here hang on, hang on. years. The coronavirus that started in Wuhan right. came from the coronavirus lab in Wuhan? What are you Weird, saying? right? What are you it's saying? such a coincidence. Wow. <laughs> so when he admits that. Uh, sorry, I'm going to interrupt you again. To, yes. Isn't it perverse? That we make jokes about this now after three years of being told that it's a conspiracy. It's kind of perverse. It's like bizarro world. It's like bizarro world. So Grant tells me, he says, well, I don't like to agree with the FBI. (laughs) And I said, well, it's not agreeing with them. They're finally here. (laughs) They're they're finally agreeing (laughs) with us. Exactly. This cold has been killing me. I apologize. But they're finally agreeing. So they're just here now. The rest of us are all on the same page. Yeah. All right. Well, let's. We played. We uh, opened the hour with the uh, basically admitting that I cannot comment. Therefore, you know, Ray Epps is an FBI informant. Yep. But let's let's look at this uh, from a communi- communications standpoint. Here he is being cha- challenged. Mm. I, I, that's a rather strong word. Anyway, Brett Baer's asking him about social media censorship uh, by the FBI, and his response is just pure, pure slime monster from the swamp. Cut three. Let's talk about the FBI and what you told big tech or some agents did about the authenticity and providence of Hunter Biden's laptop. What about that from an FBI perspective? The FBI does not and is not in the business of functioning as the truth police. Understood. So we don't tell social media companies to censor anything. Well, or the Twitter file suggests something different. I mean, there was an FBI request numerous times. Um, Taibbi puts it out, FBI San Francisco request to ban certain accounts. Uh, Twitter personnel in this case went on to look for reasons to suspend all four accounts that the FBI wanted to ban or, or suspend. Um, was Is it appropriate to flag social media accounts for on Twitter or elsewhere due to politics or uh, government 
policies when it comes to COVID. Uh, is it appropriate in any way? You're saying it doesn't happen, but there's evidence that it had. We don't tell social media companies to ban accounts. But you suggest. Well, what we do is tell social media companies about information that we have about foreign disinformation campaigns by foreign actors, by foreign intelligence services. And those companies then make decisions about what, if anything, they want to do about it. He's saying we don't do it, Jen, as they're showing the emails signed Fred, FBI, San Francisco. These are the four accounts we don't like. They're actually, the email's right there on the screen, Jen. It's because they are totally lying. He was caught red-handed, Seb, in this interview. He looked ridiculous. We all know that the FBI has been coordinating with Twitter, with social media. Weekly. 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 And has been moving with the news media. I mean, if you even go back to the Russian collusion scandal, you'll see that the FBI was feeding information to the news media they knew was fake to cover the people that they wanted to cover. That's why Christopher Wray has a... Short-lived history of President Trump can get back into that White House, and I hope that he can. We need to do some major work at the FBI. All right. If you missed it, we are back on YouTube. We posted the whole interview with President Trump yesterday. Go right now. Uh, plug in at Dr. Sebastian Gorka official. I, they made me official. I like that. You're it's so Dr. fancy. I know. I didn't choose that. Dr. Sebastian Gorka official. We're back. The whole uh, almost 40-minute long interview with President Trump. He talks about DeSantis, Biden, the train wreck in Ohio, Putin, Russia, Milley. We, we, the whole, we covered the whole nine yards. You've got to watch it today. All right, let's talk about somebody who is actually communicating well and in the name of truth and transparency. That's Dr. Marty Makari yesterday testifying on Capitol Hill. And uh, he's just connecting the dots for the rest of us, Jen. Cut five. Play cut. Two leading virologists, maybe the two um, top virologists in the United States, Dr. Michael Farzan from Scripps and Dr. Robert Gary from Tulane told Dr. Fauci on his emergency call in January of 2020 when he was scrambling soon after learning that the NIH was funding the lab, they both said that it was likely from the lab. Both scientists changed their tunes days later in the media, and then both scientists received $9 million subsequent in funding from the NIH. It's a no-brainer that it came from the lab. I mean, at this point, it's impossible to acquire any more information. And if you did, it would only be affirmative. Even if you take politics out of it, Jen, mm-hmm. I'm just, this is such a, a sea change. Because usually, and I've been there, I, I've testified multiple times before Congress on, on ISIS and jihadism. In the past, it's just been, you know, they come in, they prance for the cameras so they can say, you know, tell their constituents at home they asked a question of somebody from the White House. This time, this was actually meaningful. This is, this is yeah. a congressional hearing that was substantive, Jen. It was. And we've learned so much. And how many people, you know, I was reminded about Jon Stewart, some of the other comedians who found themselves canceled. President Trump, who was called a racist, a xenophobe for calling out the fact that the lab leak, the lab leak is the working theory here, that this is what we've known all along. 
It's stunning to me that now people are actually asking questions. So what happens? Do we get a refund from the government? Do we get our Twitter accounts back? Do we get our lives back? Do we get our kids' education back? Because it seems that we received a lot of bad information, and it's all what they wanted to tell us. It it almost, I hate to be conspiratorial, but felt like a test run in some respects for how much government control we could possibly take, especially in big blue states and big blue cities like the one I live in. And... Now for all of this real information to come out, it's great that it's here, but how much pain, punishment, how much did we lose because of all of this? We'll talk about your state momentarily. We're talking to Jennifer Horn. Follow her right now on Twitter, at Jennifer Horn, host of The Morning Answer, AM 870, AM 590, also at CRN Digital Talk. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is America First. If you enjoy the show... Make sure you are subscribed to the audio podcast. Go to your favorite platform, whichever it is, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Plug in my name, Sebastian Gorka. Never miss an episode. Leave us a five-star review. It does help. And then share the links with your friends. At the same time, if you are America First, check out all the superb America First gear at sebgorkastore.com, starting with our hottest seller, the FBI. Yes, the FBI t-shirt, talking of Christopher Ray, Fascist Bureau of Intimidation. This time, get yours today, sebgorkastore.com, and so much more including all of my books that's s-e-b-g-o-r-k-a store.com as well as our callers the call board is full don't go anywhere ryan steve brent matt antoinette will be back in a moment Chinese troops lining up along our southern border with weapons aimed at our people. You damn well know you would do something about it. This is a war. Act like it. Do something. This is a red alert for hardworking Americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda. Wealth Protection Research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security. We're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like Jim Rickards and Porter Stansberry. They're not afraid to tell it like it is, exposing how the system is rigged against you. Text IDEAS to 76626 to find out more. With the 2024 election Storming our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from Freethinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text IDEAS to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text IDEAS to 76626 now for your free report. That's IDEAS to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply. Incredibly emotional testimony from Rebecca Kiesling. She is uh, a pro-life activist who lost both of her sons to fentanyl overdoses, 18 and 20. And she was testifying that if if you had armed troops on our border, we'd do something about it. But because it's drugs killing 103,000 people a year, I guess that doesn't matter to the Biden regime. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is America First. Thank you for everyone who helped our Food for the Poor campaign for those suffering in Turkey and Syria. More than 36,000 people died. 
as a result of those earthquakes. You helped the survivors. Now we're going back to our hemisphere, closer to home. And we're going to help all the children in 17 nations that we can that are living in poverty, that are malnourished today. Food for the Poor is an amazing organization, and you can help them get the food they have received already in donations to the children, to the families that need them. A one-time donation of just $72 will feed two children for a year. It's one of the most remarkable charitable things you can do. It is Lent. If you could donate $144 just once, this isn't one of these repeating things, then you're saving four children. You're feeding four hungry mouths for a year. If you want to help your fellow man, if you want to do what Jesus told us to do, come unto me, the little children. Please go to my website, sebgorka.com, and click on the Give Food, Give Hope banner. You can call in your tax-deductible donation on 855-330-4673. That number again, 855-330-4673. Or just go to sebgorka.com and click on the Give Food, Give Hope banner. God bless every single one of you who does so. We're back with Jennifer Horn, the morning answer, AM 870, AM 590. Jennifer, I said we were going to talk about California, but can we talk about the wind? Windy city for a moment? Why not? It's a it's a blue city much like Los Angeles where I live. So, uh, yes. I'm sorry, Jen. I don't usually admit this. Uh-huh. Uh, I didn't see this coming. Lori Lightfoot gets 17%. She's totally toast. Did you expect this? Well, I saw the polling. You know, I wasn't paying too much attention because you just feel like these people are going to somehow figure it out and, and sail through to victory. Right. It happens right. all the time. But uh, the polling had her pulling behind. Remember she was out doing her... TikTok dances and such and whatever that rainbow was. The fancy dresses, and- the Clorox superhero. Yeah, I'm not joking, guys. She actually just, did that. It's bizarre yeah. what she would do. And clearly didn't really pay much attention to those polls and whammo blammo, as we like to say. <laughs> uh, she's gone. She's not going to be mayor anymore. Now, I don't know if Chicago's going to get anything better than what they have now right. at the end of all of this. But you know what? People are so tired. They're so fed up of not being served by the government. 2,100 Chicagoans murdered under her watch. Unbelievable. But I did comment it was a white heterosexual married guy that defeated her. So I guess yay for the patriarchy. I did see that. And that did make me laugh. The patriarchy (laughs) always winning. And of course, I'm sure this is some racism. It'll be racism that got her. Oh, no, she said it. Racism. Not 2,000 dead Chicagoans. It's, of course, racism. All right. Imagine. I just guessed at that. And look at you, Neil. How did you know? I mean, amazing. Uh, Let's talk about California. So it's official. Is it official? Is COVID over finally? Hold on. Let me move my arms around. Oh, yeah. Look at all the freedom I have. Yes. (laughs) The state of emergency is over in California as of yesterday, actually. So what what does that mean if Gruesome Newsome has pulled the plug on the state of emergency? Does that mean that you can live your life? Nothing. We still have these zombies walking around with masks on. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I went for uh, for like a little, just a little hike the other day. I was out, you know, and, and the reason I say hike, not on cement. I was in like a, you know, like nature. outdoors. Nature. nature. People are walking by themselves with masks on, Seth. Oh, my God. Seriously, I wa- I started waving my arms. Like, what are these so people hang, doing? How about this? How about this? Uh, Sunday mass. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it? It was uh, Ash Wednesday, right? My whole family had gone earlier. I went after work to a church I usually don't go to. Young, young uh, priest, great, great homily. (laughs) 
and they have a beautiful choir. There's about 30 people in the choir wearing robes, like, you know, purple robes, elegant, beautiful. Sure. There's one woman, she must be like 60, she had a mask on, and she was singing, and because she's actually (laughs) singing, she was blowing the mask out and then sucking it into her mouth. It, lo- it looked like a comedy skit, Jen. <laughs> this is my favorite stuff. Like, I love the- these people the tell you everything you need to know. It really is like, you know, the I'm with stupid t shirt, basically. I mean, it's a cult. They are t- uh, it is a cult, but I welcome it. At least you know who you're dealing with when you see people alone in a car or walking, you know, out by themselves with the mask or in church singing in their <sighs> silk mask. It's exhausting. So, in California, the state of emergency is over. Los Angeles is going to end this, the county emergency at the end of this month. But I really think that they're going to continue to punish us because the story out of L.A. County is that all of these restaurants and bars who created outdoor dining spaces yeah. to stay alive during the pandemic right. and to stay open, they were forced by the county to do this. Right, because of the distancing stuff. Right. They're now going to have to pay up to $20,000 <laughs> to get permits for outdoor wow. dining once the COVID emergency is over. Wow. So the punishment is going to continue. There is yeah, no way that they they're going to the stop money. leveraging All right, it. give us some good news. Our buddies at Judicial Watch, they did something big in California. Tell all of our listeners. This is such a great story, and it's so rare that we get to tell you really good ones out of California. But the folks in California and in L.A. County were not going to clean up the voter voter rolls. They weren't, ju- weren't going to do it. They're no. capitalizing on it. So – Judicial Watch sued L.A. County, and as part of their settlement, this was back in 2019, as part of their settlement, L.A. County actually had to go through and clean up the voter rolls. So officially, the announcement just came out that because of Judicial Watch's work and Tom Fitton, God love him, 1.5 million people have been removed from the voter rolls in Los Angeles County. And I, you know, I want people to vote. Even if they don't always vote with me, I still want them to vote. But these people, Seb, were people who had not voted in over 10 years, people who were probably dead, who had moved, who were outside of Los Angeles County, incapable of voting for whatever reason. They need to be off these voter rolls. So good for them. 1.5 million voters off is so much better. It just ensures such a safer election and takes away the uh, ability for people to commit voter fraud. And who lost? Was it the county? Was it was it, the county. It was the county. Mm-hmm. L.A. County. absolutely huge. We love Judicial Watch, judicialwatch.org. You should support them as well. We've been talking to Jennifer Horn. Follow her right now. We're sad she's not going to be with us at CPAC, but give her a follow anyway, at Jennifer Horn. I'll look after Grant for you, Jennifer, all right? Keep him out of trouble, please. Oh, no, that's no fun. All right, into a little bit of trouble. Just a but, little. You know, just not a too much. CRNtalk.com, host of The Morning Answer, AM 870, AM 590, The Answer. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is America First. If you enjoy America First, make sure you are following us on all social media. We're even back on YouTube. You can follow us on True Social, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Parler, Getter, Telegram. You can watch us, SalemNewsChannel.com, on your Roku device. You can download the app. You can read my exclusive content that I write. It's Seb Gorka store dot uh, no Seb Gorka store dot com. That's Sebastian Gorka one word dot dot com. And we're back, yes, on the YouTube because you can't keep a good man or a good team down. We have posted our interview with President Trump, all the interview, including what we said in the breaks that you don't get to hear on the radio. Go to YouTube, Dr. Sebastian Gorka official. That's at Dr. Sebastian Gorka official. Your call's next here, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. Do not touch that dial.
Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.